Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the BITS Technology Showcase. I am Erlene Hughes. I am president of BITS, and I will be your facilitator today. We have our panelist, Chris Mai from Santa Ana, California. We have Ron Miller from Vespero. We have Thomas Simpson, Vice President of Marketing and Sales from HIMS. From APH, we have Jim Sullivan. Director of Social Enterprise for APH. And from Humanware, we have Peter Tusick, Humanware Brand Ambassador, Blindness Products from Chicago, Illinois. Now, what we will do is the four major companies in the field, in the field of blindness techno technology will Tell us about their products and then time providing, if we have time, we'll have questions from the audience. Now, before I go any further, I would like to give the opening CEU code. I will repeat the code twice. The opening CEU code for this session is 25388. That is 2538. Eight, eight. Ron, if you're ready, please go ahead. Okay, well, thank you. Good morning, everybody. <clears throat> this is probably not the voice you're used to hearing, but it's the only one I've got for this morning. Um, myself and my family are sick, <laughs> so uh, it's, it's going to be uh, a little more touch and go than normal um, for me. We'll, uh, we'll get through it. I'm very glad to be here with everybody. Uh, I wish we could be in person, and Lord willing, that'll happen next year. I'm really looking forward to actually getting together and, uh, and uh, you know, having some face-to-face -face time, some hands-on time with all the products again. And um, <clears throat> I'm very, very honored to be here with uh, uh, the folks from HIMSS and Humanware, um, APH. These are... Uh, you know, they're all known names, important names in our, our access tech industry and in the blindness field. So uh, to be able to, to present uh, alongside these folks is, uh, is a privilege, and I really appreciate it. So <clears throat> normally, I would be able to tell you to, to come on down and get your hands on all of our products, our blindness products and low vision and handheld and desktop magnifiers, braille displays note takers can't do that this year again and that's that's sad but uh again next year we'll do that and uh <clears throat> we do hope to have some neat things to show you um, we're constantly moving forward with products with our blindness products our low vision products and uh, they won't let me uh they won't let me tip uh tip our hand and tell you what's coming <laughs> i wish i could because we've got some exciting things in the works so uh, I can say that for those of you who own the Focus fifth generation Braille display, we're doing some firmware changes that you'll like to see. Uh, 
Um, we're adding some things that really should have been, uh, you know, they've, they've been in demand for a while. Uh, we've, we've pushed them down the road a little bit to be able to really hit the, the firmware hard. So you're going to see one-handed mode, which is, uh, it's about time we got there with that. And uh, you'll see one-handed mode in the focus braille display. In the scratch pad, you'll see increased file size instead of 32 kilobyte notes files. Uh, they can be up to a meg in size, and you can open and read files up to 10 megs in size. Um, I have heard rumblings of 100 megabytes, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be 10 megs for reading. <clears throat> You'll be able to edit uh, BRL, BRF, and BRA file types in the near future. <clears throat> Excuse me. And for those of you who wonder what BRA is, that's a, a file type used by... Uh, uh, folks in Spain, I know Once requested that we include that, I believe. And so there's going to be some Braille file types you can now open and do some editing in. And, uh, you know, some other things coming in Scratchpad that I'm actually pretty excited about. It's nice to move forward with that. Um, we're not trying to build another note taker, but we are trying to increase the capability in Scratchpad and in the Focus Blue Braille display um, in and of itself. To add some value there. Uh, there is a suite of applications coming that will begin with the L Braille and will move out into, big, uh, into, uh, into the bigger scope of Windows in general. And I'm very excited about this. And it's going to be released in several stages, <clears throat> several steps. And uh, it's called uh, L Suite. And the first app that will, be, uh, that will become available is L Edit. I've been playing with this in, uh, in, in beta. I am excited about it. Uh, I demoed it uh, in uh, one of the ACB webinars a few weeks back. And it's pretty exciting. I believe it was at the ACB webinar. Uh, and the, the thing that L-Edit brings to the table is the ability to work in Braille and in Braille documents, BRF documents, uh, in Windows. And no Windows devices have ever, ever been able to do that simply because Windows doesn't know what to do with Braille. It treats it, uh, if you've looked at it in, in Notepad and ever tried to work with it, uh, you could, of course, just enter the code or enter the keystrokes and you you do get Braille on your display. Um, but, but Windows has no clue what to do with it. So L-Edit uh, opens the door to working in Braille. It will forward and back translate from plain text to Braille or regular text to Braille. Or from Braille, it'll back translate into regular text. And that's cool. Uh, it is using the Duxbury, uh, Duxbury's uh, rule sets to do that. So it's a very accurate Braille translation. Also, you can open up a Word document and have LEdit back translate from contracted Braille and drop the, uh, the text back translation right into Word. So if you wanted to compose a document or you were grabbing a bunch of material, let's say you're doing research and your source text is all Braille files because you like to pull them down that way, perhaps from Bookshare or uh, NLS Bard, or if you're in other countries listening to this uh, from uh, whatever your source of contracted Braille is, if you were pulling these, these, uh, these documents down and then cutting and uh, pasting, in, pasting into a source document, so if you're doing research or whatever, you could open up Word, back translate your final bunch of, uh, of excerpts and drop them right in there as plain text into Word and then begin working with them. So you could create your final document. It's pretty exciting stuff. It will also let you drive embossers. Uh, the current popular brands are supported. Um, 
a number of other things. There's a spell checker, there's a find, there's all the, the usual features that you want in an editor. So that's called L-Edit. And that'll be coming very soon. Within the next month or so, it should be released. And as I said, first to the L-Braille, and then later on to the Windows world at large. The other thing that that uh, L-Edit will do in conjunction with JAWS, which I think is cool, is it will actually let uh, let you read the Braille file using speech. And that's pretty rare now. Most platforms, uh, you end up with just gibberish. Um, I kind of jokingly call it cartoon cuss words. You get punctuation and symbols and things. So, um, but JAWS has been uh, worked on. There's been a lot done at the development side at the back end of JAWS. So in conjunction with L-Edit, if you've got a Braille file open, you're going to get uh, proper speech output for that Braille file, that contracted Braille file. I know in my demonstration, I read a little bit of a popular mechanics uh, volume that I grabbed uh, using my BARD account uh, just to demonstrate that. And that some people are going to find it useful, some won't. I like it because there are times I'm reading a book and I'm reading it in Braille on my Braille display, but I need to do some tasks that are going to employ my hands and I have no business touching my Braille display if my hands are dusty, uh, wet, (laughs) sticky, whatever. And so it's kind of cool if I'm in the middle of a good part of this book or if it's something I really need to read and I just don't want to stop, but I do have other chores to do. It's nice to be able to uh, let speech synthesis go ahead and continue reading that Braille document out loud to me. And L-Edit will do that as well. So there's some a few things that are coming up uh, that are going to be useful changes. Uh, I want to urge everybody to uh, to check out uh, the presentations that we've got coming up um, tomorrow from 10 to 11. <clears throat> it's Easter. This is all in Eastern time. Uh, we're doing scanning and reading solutions. We'll have a presentation on that. And then from 11 to uh, 12 p.m., we're doing What's New in Freedom Scientific Software. And from 12 to 1 p.m., uh, we've got handheld and portable video magnification uh, solutions. So that's all tomorrow. And then throughout the rest of the week, I'm not going to give you a, <laughs> a day-by-day scheduled read. That would be painful and boring, and I'm not going to do that to you. But for the rest of the week, we've got uh, uh, other topics that are going to be discussed. We've got Clubhouse and other ways to connect with our training department. And that's going to be, uh, I'm sure that uh, uh, our training folks will be there, Rachel and Liz. If you've gotten to know them, you know they are very, very great. They're great presenters. They're, they're fun people, and they're good trainers. So they're going to talk about connecting with them, on, with our training folks on Clubhouse. We're going to do a presentation on desktop video magnification solutions. Uh, also, JAWS Power Tips. This has been really popular. If you haven't had opportunity to hear the JAWS Power Tips in the past, come to that. Uh, I, I learned stuff. You've got Eric Damry there. You've got some other folks there. Again, Rachel and Liz from training. Uh, I tend to stay in the background and kibitz unless a Braille question comes up. But the Power Tips sessions are a lot of fun. And then we're also doing another session on handheld video magnification solutions specifically. And finally, focus blue Braille displays with Windows and iOS, which is a a subject that's a little more near and dear to my heart. We are offering again this year show specials um, for software in the U.S. We've got special pricing available through July 31st. So you've got through the end of the month. Um, We're offering 20% off of home annual licenses. So if you're doing the annual license, uh, I I urge you to take advantage of this. 
I'm not a math and not so forgive me, but for example, the $95 for JAWS, I think 20% brings you down to like, don't quote me on this, like $76 or so. And that's, you know, you do a few years, you do a three-year block or a five-year block if you can do that. And that's a big savings. Um, at least to me, it's a big savings. So that's available on, uh, uh, of course, on JAWS and then Zoom Text and Fusion uh, on new home annual licenses if you want to purchase new home annual licenses. But we're also doing 20% off of annual license renewals. So if you've already got a home annual license, all you've got to do is log into the software portal. Okay, you know how to do that. You find the renew. Uh, so there's a renew button. And that'll take you to the store. And you purchase an additional one or three or five years. And the um, that'll be added to the end of your existing license term, whether it's going to end this year or next year, however long it's going to be. And the discount will be automatically applied uh, to your purchase. So that's available. That 20% off is there as well. Also, there's 20% off of home upgrades and SMAs. So for your, if, you're, if you've got the uh, perpetual license with a software maintenance agreement, you simply enter your serial number uh, on our serial number lookup page to check your status. And the discount, again, will be automatically applied to your purchase. <clears throat> you don't have to use any code or anything like that. So we've got some, some good software discounts as usual. We've got hardware product specials for you as well. The Ruby handheld video magnifier, <clears throat> excuse me, um, is $250, which is a neat price for that. There is a coupon code for that. I'm not going to give you all the coupon codes. If you go to our webpage, look down our webpage, look for ACB, and you'll see uh, uh, a link and that, that you can all get to all of that. We offer a special on the Pebble, also on the Ruby XLHD, the Pearl camera. That one's exciting to me because I really like using OCR and JAWS Convenient OCR. That's down to $200 for the special. Um, the Clearview Go and um, the Compact HD, the Compact 19 HD. So, and the Compact 6 handheld. So there's a number of specials. Uh, check them out. Go to our webpage. Look for the event for the ACB 2021 event, and you'll see all of that. Yep. So thanks a lot. I'm very, very glad to be here with you all, and uh, I'll pass it back to uh, Erlene. Thank you very much, Ron. I always enjoy hearing everything that all the presenters have to offer for us during the year and especially at the convention. And I appreciate your participation today and I hope you get well soon. Next, we have from HIMSS, Thomas Simpson, Vice President of Marketing and Sales. Good morning and welcome to BITS. Please go ahead. Yeah, thank you very much for having uh, for having me today. I really appreciate it. Um, as was mentioned earlier, it is a bit of a shame that we all can't be together uh, because for HIMS, we are really a Braille first company. Um, that is our primary focus is Braille. We always strive to develop the uh, the best that Braille has to offer uh, for the people who. Uh, call themselves our customers. And one of the things that we, um, that a lot of you are aware of is that we have recently released the Braille Sense 6. And many of you have signed up for the Intelligent Upgrade Plan. So for those of you that are living in the United States or Canada, if you do have a Polaris, one of the things that we are offering is for $22.95, 
you can upgrade your BrailleSense Polaris to the new BrailleSense 6. For those of you that are unaware of what the BrailleSense 6 is, it is a 32-cell uh, Android-based operating system note-taker. So if you are familiar with the Polaris, then the BrailleSense 6 is the next iteration. If you are in the market for a Braille note-taker, I highly recommend that you visit the HIMSS booth. You can get our Zoom. Our Zoom ID is the same as our phone number. It's 512-837-2000. That's 512-837-2000. Now, we do have a large assortment of Braille products to offer, some of which uh, are noticeably getting a little bit older. And I'm going to go ahead and talk about those really quickly because they do fit into uh, the plethora of tools uh, that somebody might want to be using. So we do offer the U2 Mini, the U2 QWERTY, and the U2 Note Takers. So for people who are interested in a Note Taker with basic functionality that's going to work, those the U2 Mini, U2, and U2 QWERTY are available at show specials. So the U2 Mini is going to be $300 off. That brings the price down to $26.95. The U2 QWERTY and U2 are $600 off, bringing the price down to $39.95. So we do have some really great budget note takers that might be suitable for you. We are still offering the BrailleSense Polaris and BrailleSense Polaris Mini. The Polaris is going to be $400 off, bringing the new price down to $3,595. That's $3,595 for the 32-cell Polaris. If you want the Polaris Mini, the show special is $3,495. So we are offering the Polaris and Polaris Mini at very budget-friendly prices for this convention. And if you're in the market for the BrailleSense 6, if you do not have a Polaris that you want to trade up, we have a $400 discount bringing the price down to $5,395. Now, I'm sure that uh, many of you that are interested in the BrailleSense 6 have been reading up on it, uh, on the information that's being provided uh, through reviews and uh, forums and such. And I can say that uh, primarily the feedback has been exceptional, uh, exceptionally um, positive. Uh, there are a few instances where people would uh, like to see some additional features built into the Braille Sense 6. Um, and what we have found is that certain people do find that a note taker is not the appropriate device for them. So for example, let's say somebody wanted to do advanced uh, word processing, uh, including adding tables and inserting links and images and all of that uh, you know, heavy formatting that you're going to do in a, a DOCX file, for example. Well, for people like that, what I would actually recommend is that you get a laptop uh, with a Braille display. Uh, you could even get something like uh, the L Braille, like Ron had just mentioned. If you're looking for the traditional Braille display with a laptop, uh, I highly recommend that you check out the QBraille XL. So for those of you that are unaware, what we did with the QBraille XL is we took a 40-cell Braille display and we paired that with a Perkins keyboard. But it's not just that. What we really did was we took a laptop keyboard, we removed the letters and numbers, and replaced it with a Perkins keyboard. So in the top left-hand corner, you have Escape. 
Below that, you have tab, caps lock, shift, control, windows, alt. The list goes on. You have the inverted T for your arrows. We have a six pack. Uh, all the function keys are there. So the QBrail XL is a fantastic braille display if that is the route that you're wanting to go towards. One of the other questions that we are getting quite a bit uh, revolve around the BrailleSense 6 Mini. Uh, I can tell you that we are working on it. I cannot tell you when it's going to be available, um, but please keep an ear out for uh, some of these announcements towards the end of this year. Let me see a couple other things here. Oh yeah, so we are going to be having a presentation uh, this coming Wednesday. And during that presentation about the BrailleSense 6, uh, we're gonna be talking about some of the new developments uh, on the BrailleSense 6. So we are not just gonna be uh, sitting still, uh, we, are, we are going to be uh, building out the BrailleSense 6 and the BrailleSense Polaris as well. Um, and both of those products are going to continue to get firmware updates as we go along. But in particular, one that we've been asked quite a bit about is a Bible application. And I can confirm that we are working on a new Bible app that's going to be built into the BrailleSense 6. If you want to learn more about that app and other developments for the BrailleSense 6, on Wednesday at 2.30 p.m. Eastern in our Zoom room, uh, we are going to be talking about the BrailleSense 6, the app, the development that, uh, that we're working towards, uh, and we're gonna be there to answer your questions. So that's 2.30 p.m. Eastern. Um, and at that point we will, you know, uh, hold off on all questions. It's going to be a presentation, um, but we will provide you with a, a whole lot of information about what we're working on, what you can expect, um, and some timelines. I think that's all I have to, to offer right now. Keep it nice and short. Well, thank you very much. And I think this is your first time presenting with BITS. So I want to welcome you again. And I hope you'll return again next year. Thank you very much. Okay, next we have from APH, Jim Sullivan, who is Director of Social Enterprise for APH. Uh, Jim, please go ahead. Thank you, Arlene. And uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, as Arlene mentioned, I am Jim Sullivan. I am with APH and I am in the Cleveland, Ohio area. And I'm excited to spend a little bit of time with you here this morning. And I thought what I would do was just share a little bit of information with you about uh, two very successful products, the Mantis and the Chameleon, two refreshable barrel devices, and tell you a little bit about what's going on in version 1.1.1 of those solutions. Then I thought I would tell you a little bit about our Juno solution, which is a, a low vision handheld magnification device that we released in the month of May. And then wrap up by just reminding you of how you can get in touch with us and uh, what our exhibit hours are for the coming week. So for those of you who are, are not familiar in 2020, in collaboration with Humanware, APH released the, the Mantis Q20, or excuse me, Q40, and the Chameleon 20. Uh, they are uh, refreshable Braille devices. Uh, they have some internal intelligence and serve as a refreshable Braille terminal with uh, your smart devices, with uh, uh, your PCs using JAWS and NVDA, 
and then also uh, with uh, your, your, your Mac devices. The, um, the, the elements about these devices uh, are that, uh, or the details I guess you could say is, is that you do have the ability to be able to connect to up to six devices at one time with both of these devices. Uh, there are five Bluetooth connections that you could make. Uh, we use a low energy Bluetooth, so the, the connection is, is rather strong. And then you can also connect by way of US, USB-C. Uh, they, um, uh, the connections are good. The, the feedback that we've gotten from consumers has been, has been great thus far. And on the, uh, on the internal intelligence side, they do have an, an editor and a library. Uh, that will allow you to be able to open up books from uh, from Bookshare as well as from NFB's Newsline. Uh, they um, they also have a calculator and a file management tool uh, that are built into them. And so, uh, what they will enable you in essence to do is is to take some notes uh, and to be able to uh, create and read documents. And so, if you have the ability to be able to read uh, Microsoft Word and, and Braille documents. Uh, you have the ability to be able to edit those documents, but I would like to say that uh, you would save anything that you work on on both of those devices uh, in a text file format. Uh, the Chameleon has been, has been uh, quite popular, but hands down, the Mantis Q40 has been a, a smashing success. The feedback that we have gotten over the course of the last 6, 8, 12 months has been unbelievable. Uh, the QWERTY keyboard and the travel on the QWERTY keyboard is one of the things that, that people uh, really like about the Mantis Q40. Uh, that ability to be able to control whatever device it is that you're using and use those uh, QWERTY commands that you are familiar with. Uh, so, you know, Alt F4, for instance, is going to close out an application. So you're not going to have to add in additional key to be able to do some of the things that you're quite familiar with doing with the screen reading devices uh, that, that you have. Uh, they, um, they do feature uh, Wi-Fi for the purposes of updating and for uh, downloading books. Uh, they do have uh, internal uh, storage capacities as well as external storage capacities. And so the versatility of them is, is, is great. Uh, so what's new uh, with, these, with these devices? So let me just sort of tackle over. Uh, one of the things that I think folks are excited about in version 1.1.1 is the PDF support. So with the uh, latest release, you are able to open up uh, text-based PDF files. And in the editor, those uh, documents can be as much as two megs and in the library, they can be uh, as much as 200 megs. The one thing to keep in mind is, is that there's no formatting that's kept. So if you, if you do open them up and you do edit them um, or as you're moving through them, some of the editing or some of the, um, the formatting that you might rely upon might not be there for you. So you would wanna keep that in mind uh, as you're moving through things, especially if that, that formatting is important. Uh, we also added a quick note function uh, this only works uh, on the internal side of things. So when you are anywhere in the, the Mantis or the Chameleon uh, and you want to take a, a quick note on the Chameleon, you could simply do backspace in the letter N. And on the Mantis, you can do uh, control plus uh, function plus N. 
and that will open up a, um, a note for you. So if you're, for instance, reading a book uh, or you're in a periodical and you wanted to take a quick note, you would be able to do that. Uh, there is also exam mode for students. Uh, the nice element of this function is, is that it will turn on uh, for a limited period of time, and then it will time out and bring all the functions back uh, to the earned tone of devices. So if, uh, for instance, you're working with a student and you don't want them to get into the editor or the library uh, because maybe they're using it as a refreshable Braille display with uh, something uh, that they're doing some sort of height stakes test on, uh, you would be able to, to limit their access there. You're also able to toggle now between multiple Braille tables. And um, the other element of this is that there is a government mode uh, that is built uh, or available on these devices. So, so if you are working for a federal agency and uh, the federal agency, for instance, does not want you to use some of the internal aspects of the device for security purposes, uh, there is the ability to be able to shut those uh, services off and to be able to just use it as a Braille terminal. Right? Uh, so those are some of the things that are going on with, uh, with the Mantis and the Chameleon. I talked a little bit about the Chameleon being a, a QWERTY keyboard with 40 refreshable Braille cells and your touch cursors. The Chameleon is uh, a 20-cell device with Braille input keys on it. Uh, again, they do have USB-C. Uh, you can uh, plug in an SD card as well as a USB drive to those devices. The Mantis Q40 is priced at $24.95. And the Chameleon 20 is based at $15.95. So the pricing on both of those products is, is good. Again, we uh, developed those in partnership with Humanware. So the quality of the refreshable Braille cells are, are, are really quite good. So as I transition into to talking about the, uh, about the Juno, I can mention that we uh, worked on this project in conjunction with Vispero. And before I talk, just briefly mention that on our low vision side, our solutions for low vision include our Jupiter, which is a 13-inch luggable um, portable CCTV, the, uh, the Juno, which is a portable 7-inch, our Video Mag HD, which is a portable 5, and then the Mac Connect 12. Uh, so the Juno is going to uh, really provide you uh, with... Uh, the ability to be able to do pinch and zoom on that seven inch screen, uh, the barrel camera on it, which is very much like the Ruby product is going to allow you to be able to focus at a distance. Uh, you would be able to focus on the desktop for reading, and then you could turn that camera around into self viewing on that. Uh, the Juno is also uh, brings you optical character recognition as well. And so with the Juno, what you would be able to do while they're using it with the built-in stand or collapsing the stand and holding it above would be able to take a, a, a snapshot of some mail, uh, maybe a, a document that you've gotten for work, maybe something that you need to read at school, and it would allow you to do OCR on that. Uh, the benefits there is that it would allow you to be able to increase the magnification with a digital font, or you would be able to use the text-to-speech engines to listen to that content to see if it was something we'll that was need important. To, we'll need to wrap up soon because I've got to move on. For, we've got one more oh, presenter. I'm sorry. I thought we were oh, doing... Oh, you're fine. You're fine. Okay. Uh, so... Um, we have um, just uh, uh, exhibit hours this week are Monday through Friday from 10 to 12 and 2 to 4. And then um, we are, um, you can get a hold of us at sales at aph.org. And I will give it back to you, Arlene. 
Oh, thank you. And we will definitely be in touch. And I appreciate you being here today. And now for our final presenter, we will have Peter Tusik, Humanware Brand Ambassador, Blindness Products from Chicago, Illinois. Go ahead, Peter. How's it going, everybody? Thank you so much, Erlene. And uh, it is really great to be back uh, at the BITS presentation. And I certainly uh, am no stranger here, but uh, definitely this weekend I've been I've been very front-facing, so I'm sure many of you are tired of uh, hearing from me, but here I am again, so ha, ha, ha. Um, I am, as Erlene said, the brand ambassador of Blindness Products for Humanware, and I'll spend a few minutes talking about what we uh, have going on and what's new with us. Certainly it'll be a very short capsule as opposed to the sort of longer presentation I did on Friday and some of the things I did yesterday. Um, then I would strongly encourage everybody to come float through the booth if you can do so. We will be at our booth. We'll be open Monday through Friday of this week, so tomorrow through Friday, from 10 to noon Eastern and from 2 to 4 Eastern time. We will also be extending our 15% off of all of our products offer uh, throughout the convention. There are three exclusions, so we are excluding the Victor Reader Stream, the Victor Reader Stratus, and the Mantis Q40. All right, enough of that stuff. We'll get to kind of the, the meat and potatoes here, and that is I'll talk about our Braille products, um, which is my primary focus. I will talk firstly about what's going on with Braille displays. I'll pivot to the note takers, and then I will float over to the Victor Reader uh, pieces for a minute or two, and then mention that we do have a brand new low vision product that was announced, which certainly we can provide you with more information at our booth. The first thing, and, and as Sully mentioned, um, the, the Braille products that we've developed with APH have been very, very well received. And we also have developed our own line of refreshable Braille displays built on the Brilliant sort of model. So these are Brilliant BI, Braille input is what BI will stand for, the X series. So there's a 20 and a 40 cell Braille display. And these have been very neat because we've kind of pushed the envelope as to what a Braille display can do. Um, we've, we've heard from a lot of our customers over the, the last several years, and we've tried to make a product that is not necessarily as robust as a full-fledged note taker. We know that lots of folks out there want something with productivity, um, something with kind of the, the, you know, the powerhouse features when you're using it as a Braille display, but don't need all the bells and whistles, the email, the Braille first sort of web browser, contacts, all of that, um, and want something, though, that does have some intelligence. So we've created a Braille display line with internal capabilities in addition to the five Bluetooth connections and kind of some of those pieces. So I'll, I'll dive into the 20X and 40X briefly, and that is there are some physical differences besides just the Braille cells. The units, so the, we'll start with the BI40X, does have stereo speakers. Audio will be made available on the units. It is currently not, but all of the pieces are in play. It definitely will be coming sooner than later. Um, there are stereo speakers, and there is a microphone on the 40-cell Braille display as well, and that will be used for audio notes, um, much like we have audio notes on the Victor Reader line of products, so on the stream or on the Trek. The 40-cell Braille display is also using Bluetooth 5.0, which is your new Bluetooth standard. I have re I've been testing and you know using this Braille display. I have the second unit that came out um, in terms of off the production lines, and I have not had to repair it to my phone. So it has stayed connected for many months. This product was launched January seventeenth. 
Um, I had one a few months before just doing some testing and it's been very, very stable. So Bluetooth 5 gives up some unique possibilities on the 40 cell unit. Of course, it's stronger, it's faster, all that stuff, which is fine. But what it also provides us and it will afford us is as we move forward, as this device matures, we're going to be able to take advantage of the internet of, uh, internet over things, right? The IoT and sort of be able to play with or, or really expand on what Bluetooth 5 can do. There are lots of possibilities and nothing is kind of there yet, but it will open a lot of doors going forward. So the 40 cell can also connect to 2.4 and 5 gigahertz wireless networks. That would be great for downloading books because the device is able to connect to online libraries. You don't have to use your computer or, or you know, something to get books from Bookshare from the NLS Braille catalog, or we can also connect to NFB Newsline. So reading your papers, um, reading, you know, your magazines, of course, the, the Braille forum, right? All of those pieces, everything's in there. So being able to do that is huge. Uh, it is going to be a product that also has an internal basic editor. So a way to take notes. We work with your standard file types in terms of DOCX, DOC, TXT, RTF, all of that. When you do open files, including PDF, they will, if you want to edit them, they will always be saved as text files. So you will, much like Sully talked about, when you open a PDF, you know, and if you open that up in the editor, it's going to strip that formatting and you're going to use it as a TXT file. But we can do that on these devices. Um, I love that Ron Miller brought up BRA and I was yesterday was looking at supported file types in the Victor reader app and came across BRA and I thought what in the world is that and I was going to track down the answer fortunately Ron's here and through the uh, the BRA file extension and so we we do support that and it was very very funny to I was having some deja vu or something when Ron uh, mentioned BRA but we do have a Victor Reader application that can open files and for, for consuming. So you won't get rid of that formatting. So if you open that PDF or BRF or uh, DAISY file or whatever, you can open those files in the Victor Reader application on the BIX series and you will be able to read them, navigate them with the navigation elements and so on. So we do, we do have a lot of internal intelligence. Again, Bluetooth 5.0, stereo speakers, microphone, and the ability to connect to 5 gigahertz networks are unique to the Brilliant BI 40. The 20 cell display will do the same sorts of things. All of the software is the same, some hardware differences. Um, there is an SD card slot on the 20 cell display, in addition to both having USB-C and also having a USB thumb drive support. The 20 cell is using Bluetooth 4.2 and it is able to connect to 2.4 wireless networks, so 2.4 gigahertz wireless networks. So again, there are some differences depending on your needs. I'd strongly encourage you to come by the booth. We also have a user list, which has grown very much. Um, lots of members on. Definitely a bit of a, like any user list, a lower participation rate. There are some frequent flyers and then many people watch the messages go by, which is more than fine. I'd encourage you to join if you are a prospective user or you want to learn more or you just want to join the conversation if you currently have a BIX series unit. Uh, the other piece, I'm going to talk about note takers for a minute here, and that is to say that we are on the cusp of launching a new update to the BrailleNote Touch Plus. This is going to be very robust in that we're rebuilding the key files app. So our file management app, we're going to rebuild from the ground up. We are going to incorporate cloud storage into that key files application. So if you are in that connected workplace, or if you're in that connected classroom, you're going to be able to, with Braille keystrokes, be able to move information to and from your shared folders, you know, my drive, shared with me, all of those places in Google Drive or in Dropbox or in OneDrive right within our files app. So that's a major step forward um, in terms of working in 
things like Google Classroom or working in, in places where you need to exchange information via the cloud. The other pieces, um, we're working on some PowerPoint things. We're certainly looking at redesigning how we work with and implement math um, content on the device, and that's something that, that is definitely on the roadmap as well. The BrailleNote Touch Plus will continue to receive updates. It certainly is a product that uh, we we have gotten a lot of positive feedback and have gotten a lot of users kind of on board, especially with remote learning um, and with everything that's been going on over the last year plus, so over the last 15 months or so. So certainly a new update will be coming to Keysoft. I'd look for that at the end of August, um, toward the beginning of September, that kind of back to school season. We also will be having an update for the BIX series Braille displays. So we already saw one update in May. We're going to be launching another update very soon within the next, it's a matter of weeks. That will bring in a terminal clipboard. So the ability to take notes in the editor and or wherever and paste them into the Braille terminal side of things, as well as um, the ability to copy and paste from the Victor Reader application. So if you're in a Bookshare book and you need to cite something or you need to, to grab some of that text, you'll be able to do that as well. I need some to other give the closing. Also. Oh, I apologize for interrupting, but I need to give the closing CEU code. So oh, sure. Was this I only could... a 45-minute session? Well, it's a, it's a, it's an hour and 15 minutes. Right. It goes to uh, 1245 early. Right. Just so you know. Oh, it's only... so I've been, oh, oh, well, yeah, I, I think, apologize. I think you're a little oh, ahead, of, ahead of the then. game, Erlene. I, I think I am. Well, yeah, 1245 early. Yep. <laughs> and then we'll have questions from the audience and then we'll have more uh, if you want to add anything. So I'll add to my clock. Go ahead. I apologize. Oh, rock and roll. It's all good. All is good. All is good. Peace and love, everybody. Thank um, you. We, uh, uh, we will have an update. So again, one-handed mode will be coming to the device, uh, to the X-series devices, as well as the, uh, the, Braille, the terminal clipboard, as I was saying. And then we will have some other features as well. So that will be an update that will be free, of course. It's going to be version 1.2 on the Brilliant BIX series. And will be coming uh, over Wi-Fi, or you can certainly download the other, the other, you know, traditional way and use a, a thumb drive to to kind of install. Uh, the other piece, I'll pivot quickly because I, I do want to get to questions, and I, I don't want to monopolize the time here. And certainly, we I love hearing from all of you, as do all of us as vendors. Uh, I want to talk about the Victor Reader products, the Trek. We did see a major update last fall. I know I demonstrated it quite a bit here last year with the virtual map browsing it has been extremely well received and really is a great feature because it allows us to sit on our couches and learn about our environments without having to step foot outside. Um, that's been fantastic. You can actually go walk around Phoenix uh, where the conference was supposed to be and you can enjoy not being in 100 and something degree weather while you do so. Of course, unless you're actually in Phoenix uh, or somewhere where it's super hot, which I guess is all over the place now. But uh, certainly it's been very well received with the new HERE maps. The H-E-R-E maps have been fantastic. So we, we worked to get a new map provider. Um, we've, we now have better ways to manage those maps as well. So being able to come in and uh, bring the, the maps into the device via computer as well as via Wi-Fi. So certainly something that we are very proud of and that we've we've kind of implemented and there's been a lot of feedback we're working on some updates to the poi database um, there will be some map updates coming certainly something that is there the other piece and it is the kind of elephant in the room and everyone will ask where is or what is going on with the victor reader stream second generation is there a new product i'm always asked um, kind of all the time 
and I am not the product manager, but I work very closely with product management. And I will say, so it, we, we did put out a survey earlier this year, and we I've said this quite a few times already this weekend, and I'll continue to say it. We appreciate everybody who took the surveys, uh, giving us your time. It, this Victor Reader stream continues to be the most used product in our portfolio. We have more than 100,000 users worldwide, which for an AT company is gigantic. And we really, really um, continue to see that product doing really well, and people have no shortage of requests for it. The survey was certainly put out because we need to assess where that product is. Um, we know that it's in its 10th year of existence, and when products get to that point in time, we have to start looking at the future. We're not, nothing's imminent. I'm not announcing something. You don't worry. This isn't some sneak preview of anything because I, I wish I had something to announce. But nothing as of yet, but we are assessing where that product goes. Primarily, this, the user feedback from that survey. We got thousands of responses, which we did not expect. We expected a couple hundred. We got way, way more than that, which is wonderful. The overwhelming majority of people said they want the product to remain the same, meaning the same footprint. They don't want us to reinvent the wheel, but they would like to see updated hardware, of course, adding more services, and then various improvements or long-term goals of improving text entry on the devices or how we input information. So certainly something we are aware of and we appreciate the survey and we definitely will be assessing where that product will go but for currently for right now we are still selling and supporting the victor reader stream second generation it's not going anywhere and i certainly am glad to hear that because yes i work here and also but i use a stream all the time so i use my truck and stream a lot because i love to read and do all sorts of things so wanted to switch over to that victor reader side of things um and, and talk about that. Finally, wrapping up, do you want to get to questions? Want to talk about the Explore 12, which we did announce, um, and that is a new low vision product. So we do have a wide variety of low vision products handheld. We have Explore 5 and Explore 8. Those are basic handheld magnification solutions. We do also have an Explore 12. Um, the Explore 12 is going to be a 12 inch handheld distance viewing. It's going to be much like an Explore 8, but a bigger footprint, and there will be some unique features for it. So certainly if you have questions on that, come by the booth. We do also offer desktop and intelligent CCTVs as well. Um, so the Reveal, the Reveal 16, Reveal 16i, the Connect 12. So we do have tablet-based or smart um, desktop CCTV and distance and OCR solutions, as well as foldable sort of tablet-based solutions. So certainly something that we also have. Definitely not my absolute forte is I'm the brand ambassador of blindness products, but I certainly uh, am, am happy to answer any questions there as well, or please, please, please come by the booth. And with that, I will uh, wrap it, but I appreciate be the opportunity to be here and please ask questions. We cannot improve our products, whether it's myself or APH or Hims or Vispero or all of us, we can't do what we do without you. It's not even a cliche. It's just true. And we need, wow, all of that rhymed. But we need your feedback. We really appreciate it. It helps us build new products. And I said it yesterday, Thomas and I were on a panel and I talked about the importance of competition and the, the beauty of having choice, right? There are so many choices for various products. And we, we are, it's very unfortunate you can't come by the table and feel what humanware has to offer and then walk across the hall and feel what, what somebody else has to offer and come back and compare and ask questions. But we'll get back to that in person at some point. But we really appreciate the questions, and, and please uh, please ask. And thank you for the opportunity, Erlene and everybody, uh, for being on the BITS presentation again this year. So hopefully next year I will be in front of you all, and uh, it'll be a lot easier to read the room too, I'll tell you that. So thank you so much. Thank you very, very much, Peter. 
And before we go to questions, being as how I unintentionally sped you guys along, you know, it's like I'm from Indiana and we have the 500 and it's all about speed here. So I apologize for uh, giving you guys your taking some of your time away. So before we go to questions, is there anyone on the panel who would like to get in a comment or two that you weren't able to get in the first time around? Okay, hearing none, we will now move to questions from the audience. And I would kindly ask that please don't give a comment, just ask your question quickly so the presenter can answer it and we can move on to the next person in line. And our host today who will be taking the uh, raising the hands is Viola Benson. So Viola, if you could give us the first questioner, please. Okay. Um, the people are raising their hands like mad here. We, um, so just in case people don't know, which it looks like the crowd here does, on the computer it's Alt um, Alt Y. On the and that's to raise your hand. On the Mac, um, it's Option Y. On the um, iPhone, it's in bottom middle of your phone. And on the uh, old fashioned phone, it's star nine. Okay, so with that said, um, Larry. Okay, thank you. Uh, this is, question is for Ron. Would you give the time, huh? Yes, she said, Larry. Yeah, you're yes, up. Go there. ahead. Go ahead. Yes, Larry. Go yeah. Ahead. Okay. Uh, my my wife is saying I wasn't up. <laughs> oh, uh, for Ron, what the time? And uh, yes, I am, hun. The time <laughs> and the place for your uh, uh, scanning and reading session tomorrow. I, I it's ten or ten thirty, but I didn't get the. Uh, where no can problem. I find it? <clears throat> it's ten o'clock, um, and I'll I'll point you toward. <clears throat> excuse me. I, uh, I know I sound terrible. Uh, 10 o'clock tomorrow, and let me point you toward our webpage. And like I said, go, go look for American Council of the Blind right on the, on the uh, first page and, and do the link there. Because if you drill down through there, you'll get the whole schedule and you'll have the Zoom links for those two. But yeah, 10 o'clock. Right, thank you very much. You're welcome. All right. All right, Todd, you may go ahead and unmute. Try it again. Hello, can you hear me? There okay? you go. Go ahead. My name is Todd, not Todd. I said Todd. That's oh, what I said. I, I, I thought you said Bob. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. My question is for uh, Peter, and I'll make this as quick as possible. Um, will you guys ever make Wi-Fi make it um, so that you can accept the terms of the Wi-Fi? Because my church now has Wi-Fi, where you have to accept its terms every time you sign in, and that's really getting frustrating. So I really would like it if you guys could make, you know, the I Wi-Fi. It, Todd. It's a it's a great point, and it's certainly something that uh, has come up for many years. I think um, there are 
the, the odds of it being done anytime soon are very minimal. There's a lot of work that would have to go into that because every authentication page or method is going to differ slightly. Uh -huh. The easiest way we could probably do it would be to build some sort of an app that would authenticate for the device, much like what the Echo does or, or certain devices do when you use them um, you know, or set them up originally. But it is something that would take a considerable amount of development time, and we, we hear you. Uh, we certainly know that it's frustrating when you're in a hotel or anywhere today. I mean, you, generally, to use public Wi-Fi, you need to accept terms. So thank you for the suggestion, and certainly something we will look at doing. Um, but any of these products with Wi-Fi, whether it's a Mantis, a, a BI40, BI20, Stream, any, any products like that, um, we, would, we would need to build either a browser, which we probably would not do for this sort of device because it would be a single-use browser, or we need a way to authenticate. So we, we certainly will try to get creative and we'll see what we can do. But thank you for the suggestion. Ali, go ahead and unmute. Sorry about there that. Hi there. Okay. <laughs> There's a little delay there. My question is for Peter. Um, is the BI, would you say that's more like the touch or more like the apex? Well, it, it really would, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not a note taker. Um, so it certainly would more closely resemble something like an Apex in the fact that it, it is a closed environment. It's not an open environment like a Braille Note Touch or Touch Plus. You can't put any sort of third-party apps. It doesn't run a mainstream operating system. However, it is, you know, it, it, it's a, a, a Braille display primarily. So more the comfort level for an Apex user is there, but if you're expecting all of the features and functionality that you had in an Apex, you will be sorely disappointed. Um, so it really is going to be a matter of coming by the booth and asking specific questions to see if that, you know, kind of fits the needs that you're looking for that could closely resemble what you used your Apex for. So I'd say it's more along the lines of an Apex if I were to compare it to a note taker, but it first and foremost is a Braille display. Okay, Josh, go ahead. You're really muffly, Josh. You really can't hear you very well. Hi, I have uh, That's two better. Sorry about that. Two questions, one for Thomas and one for the, the panel at large. You stopped. You stopped. Uh, I'll do it, Chris. Can't hear you, uh, Josh. Josh, we couldn't hear anything of what you just said. I believe he's still talking. I know it. Josh, if you'll try again, we couldn't hear a single word. Josh. Okay, we'll go on. I couldn't hear anything. Um, yeah, I'm sorry about that, Josh. Maybe you can try again. But we have a lot of hands. Okay, Carla. Can you hear me? Yes, perfectly. Absolutely. Okay, um, this is for Peter. Um, 
Are there any thoughts about, um, unless it can already do it, adding the um, ability to the Touch Plus to be able to use a, a USB plug-in camera um, so it'd be easier to do um, Zoom with video? And also, um, are there also any thoughts about making the Touch Plus, which is very daunting, by the way, a little more Apex-like by adding a few um, native applications like a, a dictionary and an online Bible and, you know, just some, some different things so that, because sometimes these third-party apps get really confusing to install and use and make work. Thank you. I love it, Carla. So absolutely. I mean, in terms of simplifying, in terms of doing, pro- providing our own solutions to third-party apps, it's absolutely something we want to do. Um, it's something that we've, we've done very well and we need to continue to do. So, you know, the third-party access is great, but there are lots of times where accessibility means nothing. The usability is terrible. And so we need to address that and make usable solutions for some of those third-party pieces like PowerPoint or like a dictionary. So those are great, great pieces, and we certainly want to put our development time into that. And that is where our development time is is generally best spent as opposed to kind of um, looking at Android versions and, and the such, because it will take away from us being able to do, you know, what we need to be doing for our, our Braille centric applications. Um, the other piece of the question that I don't think I remember, but I had an answer in my mind. She um, was asking if uh, you can uh, put a portable camera through yes, the USB. Yes, yes, yes. So there are some cameras out there you can certainly try um, that do or should work. If you want to come to our booth or drop me an email, um, we certainly can explore that. I know that Andrew has tested some cameras um, in terms of some of that stuff. So certainly something to something to reach out about and we can look into. All right. Go ahead, Kitty. You may unmute. Go ahead, Kitty. Okay, there you go. All right. <laughs> um, a question for Ron and a question for Peter. Um, for Ron, I'm wondering if for the updates and the focus uh, on the scratch pad, will you be incorporating auto word wrap Um I've tried to use that and find it really frustrating. So that's, uh, I'll take your answer and then move to Peter, or do you want both questions first? Uh, I'll, I'll answer really quickly. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I found it frustrating. There were some reasons <clears throat> back. Um, I, I will tell you two things. Yes, that's the answer. And when I was, uh, before I became a product specialist, I was the product manager for Blindness Hardware. And uh, I was part of the development cycle for the the focus. And uh, some decisions were made against my loud protests uh, (laughs) because we originally had word wrap. And there were some very strong voices um, in places where they don't use word wrap that that had it taken away. And um, I, uh, I was very vociferous in my objection to that. But yes, it's back, and it will be uh, a toggle feature, so you'll be able to add it, you know, turn it on or turn it off. Okay. Actually, 
Peter, you're off the hot seat. My next question is going to be for Thomas at HEMS. And unless I've missed it, is there a PowerPoint in Braille, um, Braille Sense 6? I know there was in the Polaris, but I don't see it in the 6. Yeah, so you can open an existing PowerPoint slide uh, or PowerPoint presentation on the Braille Sense 6 just the same as you did with the Polaris. It's, uh, they're, they're virtually identical in how they handle that. Does that make sense? I'm sorry, she's, uh, we had to mute her. Oh, oh. Okay. Okay, Beth, you may go ahead. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much to Bits for doing this. Thank you, everybody, for coming to tell us about products. And I have one question. I'll just say my questions all at once. Uh, my one question for Ron is what software comes with the L Braille besides, of course, JAWS? And my question for Peter is why the differences in firmware and physical stuff between the BIX 20 and 40. Thank you very much. Okay. I'm glad you're with us. Uh, the, the L Braille ships with Windows 10 and JAWS. And JAWS will run in 40-minute mode until you authorize your version of JAWS. So if you already own JAWS, you just use your authorization key. If you're not a JAWS user, you would purchase JAWS, and there's several routes to that the annual license, of course, that we talked about, or the, uh, <clears throat> the perpetual license. So that's what ships with it and your, your basic Windows suite of apps because not everybody wants to do the same stuff. There's also a custom note taker that lets you take both text notes uh, and they are .txt format and voice notes and it can do them as MP3 or WAVE. And that's called L Notes. That's, that's, I guess that is really the first L suite of apps. I, I talked about L edit, but L notes is there as well. Um, so those are the apps that are there. And then you can customize it as you wish. For example, on mine, I've added Office 365 because I use that stuff all the time. I've got some stuff for amateur radio, some other things that I'm doing. But uh, shipping just out of the box, it's Windows 10, the basic Windows, Windows Home Edition, and then L notes some basic things uh, that, that let you do some uh, note taker type features as well. All right. And then uh, thanks, Ron. And, and from my side, in terms of physical differences, when, when we build product, uh, there's a lot of pieces that come into play with the BI-20 specifically. Many of you would, would recognize if you get your hands on a chameleon or you have the new NLS e-reader, those devices are the same. So we wanted to put our brilliant software on a... a, a on a, on a smaller product um, that was developed at a, at a different time. With the BI-40, I mean, the reason why we choose certain pieces is, so someone might say, why doesn't the 40 have an SD card slot? Or why doesn't it have a removable battery? And that would all come down to how the boards are placed, where the actuators are, where things have to go makes a huge difference in these products, as well as the dimensions. So adding an SD card adds thickness. Um, there are differences for various reasons at the, the, the gating phases of the project while it's being developed uh, that come into play. And then when you mold a product as well, so you, you will mold things differently and, and whatnot. And there are lots of decisions that have to be put in at the R&D side. So when we build a product, it's not as simple as building the same product with two different sizes. 
Um, it's certainly there's a lot more in various chipsets and features that we use based off of what is also in development at the time, as well as what we're building and, and how we procure things and thinking about the longevity of part availability as well. So it's it's a super kind of short answer for a very, very complex <laughs> type of question. Um, but that kind of gets into it a little bit. All right. Pam, go ahead. Hello, how are you? And thank you very much for being here, folks, all of you. Um, with the concentration on Braille displays, that sort of thing, are we looking at the uh, at, at physical Braille going away versus whatever e-reader we might be able to get our hands on, be it a, a Braille display and or the NLS version? And also, are any at, to the panel at large? Are there any payment plans for any of your products? So I, I I can jump in just with the first one and certainly keep it short. And the answer, in my my opinion, is physical Braille will never go away. We need hard copy Braille. When we learn Braille, we need to learn spatial layout of a page. We need to do math using Braille Braille writers. We need hard copy Braille. Um, yes, there is this, of course, electronic Brailles, open doors. We, I'm able to read the New York Times every morning in Braille. And that's a major, major advantage. It's unbelievable. If somebody would have told me, well, somebody would have thought of that, you know, 40, 50 years ago, uh, it would have been an impossibility. So Braille is, is more places than ever. Uh, but physical Braille will not go away, as in it should not go away. We need to have hard copy Braille. And that's that's me. That's Peter being Peter. Um, as far as payment plans, Humanware does offer 12-month financing, yes. So we do have payment plans through our website. You can certainly use that as well with the convention discounts, but I'll let others speak. Yeah, I agree with you. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'll come up next. Oh, sure. Sorry, Ron. Yeah, this is Thomas with Hims. Uh We work with a company called Affirm, and uh, through our website, you can... Uh, pre-qualify for a certain amount and a firm will provide you funding and you will be able to purchase a product with uh, that credit line. Uh, just to let you know, a firm is a true financing company. Um, so they do run a credit check on you uh, at the final stages, but you can get a good idea of how much you pre-qualify uh, without a hard credit check. So it is a true financing uh, option through our website. Take it, Ron. Okay, thanks. Yeah, we don't have a, a, a credit plan. Uh, we do provide some information on sources of funding for uh, for Access Tech. I'd be happy to talk with anybody offline about that. Uh, and I, I I really want to want to chime into Peter's comments. I uh, he is a kindred spirit, I suspect, um, in the importance of Braille literacy, math. Uh, whether it's math or music or languages or anything, I don't think we're going to see hard copy Braille go away anytime soon either. And hard copy Braille isn't just, you know, paper sheets. It's, it's labels on stuff. It's hotel room doors. I know for all of us, as we travel around, it sure is a lot easier to find my room than it was 20 years ago, you know, or, uh, or read signage, read directions. All of that stuff is, is very important. And I, I have uh kind of a passion about Braille and, and blind kiddos whose 
whose visual acuity is low enough that they need to read Braille. And there is no substitute for literacy. Um, spatial concepts of how, how, how text is laid out, how you do paragraphs, what that all looks like. That, that needs to be on paper until we get the big Braille display. Uh, and I know there's been some comments and announcements made, but we're not there yet. And even then, um, you know, I still remember at school looking at big, <laughs> big graph sheets and those kind of things. Um, so no, I don't think hard copy Braille is going away either. And I think anybody who doesn't, who doesn't make sure their kiddo can read Braille fluently, if there's that need, is doing them a disservice. We've got so many kids that could, that could move forward in STEM and science, technology, um, you know, math, all of that. Uh, but you've got to be able to read Braille. So I, I, I will, you know, Peter wants to blow the horn. I'll pound the drum because it's, it's way too important. We, we march in sync, Ron. Absolutely. <laughs> We're marching in sync. Man. Absolutely. And, and that's true for all of us here. And, and I, 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 you know, we'll, we'll, we want more, we'll take another question or two, but it's certainly, certainly we're on the exact same page. Go ahead, he- Esther. Hi, everybody. First of all, I want to tell you, can you hear me okay? You're fine. Oh, good. And I could say, can you hear me now? <laughs> um, anyway, I'm thoroughly enjoying this convention and I'm learning a lot. But I have two questions, one for Vespero and one for Hymns. Now, the Vespero, I have the Focus 4 Blue, which I love dearly. And I use it for taking notes and meetings. I use it for reading books. Now, how um, I want to um, set the time, you know, like, I, you know, like it's on my phone, what chord combination would I use to do that? Okay. I don't want to run you all the way through this. Can I, can I ask that you send me an email and I will send you step-by-step instructions because it's done from within. If you've got the fifth generation focus 40 blue. Yeah, that's what that, I have. Okay. That's done. You, you press the menu, the menu button, which is between oh. dots one and four. Oh, right. And right. you navigate over to clock. And oh, you, right. you press the right shift key. Send me an email to Ron. I'm sorry. I'm giving you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm giving you an email address, which they don't let me have anymore. I used to be able to be Ron at. Those days are gone. So um, R. Miller, just R. R. Miller. Yep. At Vispero.com. Yeah. Send me a quick note. Yep. V. Victor. E-S-P-A-R-O. V-I-S-P-E-R-O. Think of Vispero. Vispero.com. E-R-O, and it's R, R. Miller at Vispero.com. Right, and I'll confirm V-I-S-P-E-R-O. Okay, cool. Yep, and I'll send you step-by-step instructions. Oh, cool. Okay. All right. I'll do that. Good. Okay, um, and let's see. Oh, oh for hymns, um, I have a, a Blaze EZ, which I love. And I'm wondering what the EZ stands for. Um, I believe that was to imply how easy it was to use <laughs> is, is what, uh, what I think it was meant to apply. To be honest with you, I was not around when that product was named. Um, and so I don't know if it uh, actually stands for anything, but it is supposed to imply that it is easy to use. Okay, Glenda, go ahead. 
I, just a minute, just a minute. Okay, can you hear me now? Yes. Okay, a couple of questions. I've not heard anything about Braille embossers, and I've not heard anything from a couple of you about low vision uh, devices. I think uh, humanware, you, uh, 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 Peter, you mentioned, and uh, somebody else, I can't remember. But anyway, I've not heard anything about those uh, categories from from especially the embossers and then a couple of you on low vision devices. So we certainly don't have much time, but I will say we do support index embossers and we own enabling technologies. So we do sell all enabling and index embossers. So Glenda, definitely show it, float, float through the booth. We can talk embossers on what's new, what's going on with them, but we have a, we have a full complement of them. I tend to not focus on them because it's something that in these sorts of groups, more so, you know, we're not using personal embossing. It definitely uh, wouldn't resonate as, as, as much. So I like to spend our time on the tech, tech side, uh, but the embossers are certainly something we do. Yep, and we've got a number of sessions on low vision devices. So I'm glad to check out the schedule. We're going to be talking about handheld and desktop uh, magnification. For we've got to go for real this time. So I want to tell these gentlemen, I want to thank them for their time and their expertise. And I want you to know that I will be extending an invitation to each of you to come back and give a presentation for BITS. And if any of you would like to find out when those presentations will be, you can subscribe to our announce list by sending an email message to bits-announce plus subscribe at groups.io. Again, that is bits-announce plus subscribe at groups.io. And now for our closing CEU code, it is 57335. Again, that is 57335. Thank you, everyone, for participating and stay tuned. There's plenty going on in bits. Have a wonderful day.